Welcome to Chit Chat with Hope. Good night, good night, good night. Tonight we're going to talk about several things and it's all related to education and our children, right? School. It's just going to be wrapped in one big, beautiful gift basket, right? First thing I wanted you to think about is today is January 19th, right? Excuse me, as usual, my allergy acts up now. (laughs) Um, And I want you to think about it. For those that are, um, for those of you parent or caregiver that have children that are in the 12th grade, which means that they are seniors in high school. For those of you that have children that are in early intervention school, right? early intervention school, and they are five, and they're going to now transit out of early intervention school and will be going into kindergarten, right? For those of you that have children that are now going into early intervention, right? I'm going to talk to you tonight. And as usual, my little conversations with you weekly is usually based on my experience. It is also based on the educators that I keep in my pocket because I'm someone that hang on to my children's um, teachers, especially my youngest, which is the one that has autism. I hang on to speech therapists. I just hang on to all of the people that I entrust with his care. May it be educational, maybe it be physical, it doesn't matter. I hang on to these people because these people have a lot to share with me about my son, right? So here we go. For those of you that have children that you know that this September, <clears throat> I'm sorry, my allergies is acting up. This September, they will be leaving to go to kindergarten. I would like for you to speak to your child's teacher. I know that most of you have gone to your IEP meetings and and you have gone to your, sorry, my allergy is really acting up. You have gone to your IEP meetings and you have gone to, you know, different meetings and progress meetings and so on and so forth. You might have been able to probably um, observe your child in school, in class, what have you, right? What I want you to do is set up a meeting, and I want you to to go with the mindset that whatever question you're going to ask, the teacher is going to be honest with you. I also want you to set up a meeting and find out if it's possible for you to speak with the social worker of the early intervention that your child is part of her caseload, right? I want you to ask this particular teacher, how does she view your child now as far as getting ready for kindergarten? And also ask her, how can you help your child transit over to early intervention, where it's going to be smooth. Of course, we know it's going to be a bit of adjustment, 
but you want to find out now things that you can do that will help your child adjust from early intervention into kindergarten. Of course, I'm going to give you my little piece on it. When my son was, as all of our children are, if they're in early intervention, eventually they're going to outgrow the program and they have to continue their education in a community school. And a community school is a kindergarten, you know, it's like kindergarten to fifth grade. It's regular school. Whether it's private or not, it's regular school, right? And what I did was um, I started to look at schools, right? And I did that first on the computer, you know, the computer, out, you know, my laptop at home. My, you know, and I also did it on my phone on the free time. And I wanted to know because my son is into a class of, um, he was in a class of 12 students, which is the highest um, amount of student that can be in any special education self-contained class would be 12. He was in a class of 12, one teacher and one para, right? And I start looking online at the schools that were either in my neighborhood or at least in my district. And I start looking to see who had that class in their school now, presently, because a lot of school might only have, let's say, you know, six students, two teachers, two paras, all of that. So I wanted to know which of the schools in my district had the right number, which would be 12, for my son. Right, so I start looking because if you um, if you look at the school and you try to look at the history and you go into special education, you will find almost everything that you need. So I not only looked to see which school had the ratio of twelve student in that self-contained class, I also looked at how Board of Ed rated that school in the area of how they, the children in special education were either gaining or stagnated. And they would have known from whatever tests they take with the children during the year or however Board of Ed, you know, do their business, I don't know. But you can see how the school has progress and what improvement have they made. So you need to like I'm saying, you need to have a meeting with your social worker and ask her socially. You know, socially we already know that some of our children, you know, they're going to struggle like my son does. But we want to know emotionally, okay? Social is completely different than emotionally. So we already know that some of our children are going to struggle with, um, you know, the social aspect of what they are compared to their peers. That's a given. That is part of the gift for most kids of, um, most children, I should say, of having autism. The social part is a drag, okay, almost for every one of them in some way or another. So you need to ask the social worker in your meeting that you're going to ask her, not about, you know, social. You, you as a parent, I as a parent, we know how our children are social. You know, it's not too much surprise about, you know, what they do in school. So you're going to ask her emotionally, how do you see my child? You know, we want to know because we want to be prepared. 
that we can somewhat, if it, it's unchangeable until, you know, if we don't see that or we don't think that it's going to be changed from now until September when they're ready to go to kindergarten, at least when we meet the kindergarten teacher, we can, you know, we can somewhat let them know what to expect. So you want to know, is your child, let's say, emotionally, is your child someone that would start crying if they don't have their way? Because we got to understand that early intervention is a little bit different. They do, they do work, but it's a little bit more different. It's more mommy friendly. It's more children friendly. You know, it's not as tough as kindergarten is going to be. Because mainly the hardest part of um, early intervention is going to be the therapy part, the speech part, the OT, the PT, the feed to feeding program, whatever your child needs are, right? So you want to know emotionally how do you view my child in comparison, not to their peers that are going to be in regular classes, but as far as how do you view my child? Is my child going to have a rough time? You know, let me know that both of us or everyone here can start working on what do you think I should do. For one, the school is going to be bigger. It's going to be more noise. The hallway is going to be filled with students going back and forth to their classes because you're going to have fifth graders and their fourth graders. And for the most part, most of these children take um, different classes in different rooms. You're going to have a gym because, you know, everyone takes gym at least once a week. You're going to have all these different things. The yard is going to be bigger. Everything is going to be bigger. In early intervention, they don't have loud, you know, noises. In regular school, they have noises. Sometimes they make announcements overhead, you know. So you want to know emotionally, what do you think I need to do to get my child ready for kindergarten, okay? How? So you want to work on, if there's nothing to work on, you don't need to work on anything. But if you feel that emotionally your child might not be where their peers are, and we're not comparing them to children that's going to be in the regular classes, we're talking about self-contained, is your child um, going to cry? If your child is, you know, if, if your child have to be moved from one seat to the other, is that going to be a, an issue? Because if it is, what you can do is start working on it. And even if it doesn't improve, what you can do is be, the first day you meet the, the teacher, you can give her a list of things to expect. Not a list of things that, you know, that she's going to magically change about your child because if you or I cannot change our children, teachers won't be able to do it either, right? Because we have more influence on our children, okay? So you want to speak to the teacher and you want to ask the teacher, how do you, even though it's self-contained class, how do you view my child, even though it's a far way off, is my child on, 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 you know, on target? Is she hitting target? Is she missing? What is going to happen? What do I need to work on? What does she or he need to work on? How do you see them June when, you, when they graduate from here? 
how do you see my child? Is my child going to be kindergarten ready? Or am I going to have to be at the school every day? So these are the things for children that might be leaving early intervention to go to kindergarten. But you make sure that you go on the computer and you make sure that you read everything about the school that your child is going to go to. And I'm going to tell you why. When my son was getting ready to go to, um, to um, element, um, middle school, right? Um, I had failed out for him to go to charter school, but still, I needed, I, you know, charter school is not like, it's not a must, right? Your child get, get picked, right? You don't have any input, your child, it's a lotto. Your child name get pulled out of it, and, you know, you have to bring your child's report card and so on and so forth, and they, they then decide if they'll accept your child as a student there. It's not like the pub, regular public school where the child live in the neighborhood, in the zip code, and they must accept your child because it is what it is. This is my child's school, right? This is our district. So anyway, so I remember that there's this particular school, I'm not going to say the name or wherever that school is, that every one of the mothers were, I mean, absolutely raving about this school. And it's always been like that since I've, you know, since forever that I've had you know, and, and, I'm, and I was like the PTA um, vice president, but everyone, the teachers, everyone was just raving about this particular school. So I was like, whoa, this must be something else, right? So, you know, they had open house at a couple of schools, and I said I needed to see all these schools just in case my son didn't get into the charter school. Well, I went to that particular school that everyone was, you know, to die for because I was figuring that if they had such a nice um, everything going on there. Everyone was just raving about it, right? I'm figuring that then maybe the special education um, area would be good as well because, I mean, why would a principal only want half of his students to be successful, right? Makes no sense. I went to the, um, so I went to the open house and can I tell you I sat there the whole time and this man didn't say one thing about special education classes? Not one thing. Not one thing. So I was like, is he for real? So anyway, I raised my hand. And I know I couldn't have been the only parent there with a child in special education class, but anyway, whatever. Someone have to ask the question. So I raised my hand and I said, you know, well, what about special education? And he said, well, yeah, um, I'll let my assistant principal talk about that because I don't get involved in that. He deals with that. Red flags all over. How could you be the principal of a school and you assign your assistant principal to deal with special education and basically you don't know anything about them. You don't deal with them. You only deal with the gifted program. You know, I, you know, basically he said, you know, I deal more or less with the gifted program and the general education class. Oh, my assistant principal, he'll talk to you about that. He'll talk to you about that because he deals with that. So that was, that was crossed off my list because I've already made a note to myself, well, he, you know, this is not going to work for us. Because this is a principal that should have taken pride in his whole school. The entire school should be his pride and joy. 
And already, I already seen how, how he thinks or how little he thinks of the special educational um, students. So that was off my list. Another school, um, a friend of mine, her daughter was in that school and it was an exceptional, you know, it was an exceptionally really, really, really good school as well. Right, so I was like, mm, she was like, okay, you know, you should send him there, you know. Forget about that other school, send him there. So I was like, you know, well, mm, I don't know. I don't know, I, I'm just kind of like not feeling so hot. You know, not feeling so, you know how you, you start off running when you're thinking that your child is getting ready to graduate and then you go to that one school and it was such a turn off that even though you know you have to continue, it was just such, it left such a bitter taste in my mouth. So I was like, okay, give me the name of your child's school. I went and I looked at the special educational area of that school and it read, and this was from Board of Education evaluating the school that the school have not made any improvement as far as the, the um, grades that the students were producing or the amount of time students had to be held over. So they said in about four or five years, nothing has changed in that special educational area of that school. Now, saying this or saying that, if I did not look for myself, look up the schools, went to the schools, went to the open houses, because I could have easily well sat back and said, oh, well, everybody said the school is great. But guess what? It was a good school, but it wasn't a good school for students that had disabilities. But it was a good school for children that were in regular classes. I'm going to say that again. The school was a good school but it wasn't a good school for children that had disabilities of any kind, okay? It was a school that the only thing they were really into was their gifted programs and the athletes, that's it. You know, the sports and the athletes and, and that's it. The other school, they didn't do much of anything. There was no improvement in, you know, I guess they were looking at overall the test areas, you know, how the kids were tested by the state at the end of the year, the grades or whatever, nothing have improved in like four or five years. So when I showed my friend, because we were out lunchtime sitting down, right, eating, when I showed it to her, she laughed so hard she almost fell off the chair because she was like, I can't, you know, she was, I mean, I looked at her and she laughed so hard she almost fell off the chair. And she said, I can't believe this because she said, I, she said, for real. She said, Sophia, the school is a good school. I said, I know. Your daughter is exceptionally smart. Your daughter is in the gifted program. It, you, you couldn't have told me anything more because that's what you saw. You know, you saw it at, at, at you know, the school at, as being a good school. Your child is in the gifted program. But I said, look how they feel about my child. I said, I'm not going to send my son to a school that Board of Heads said I'm not. The school is on probation. The school was on probation, really. Because they had to now reinvent the whole program that they had for special education. Because they have not done, the, the students are doing the same percentage of failing the state tests. The same percentage or more of children are being held over. So the Board of Ed was putting, the, the school was getting to be, um, the, at the end of the school, 
um, year, the school was basically going to be on probation. And it wasn't the gifted programs area that was bringing the school down. It was the special education because it appears that they weren't spending any money or they, were, they just didn't care. So this is why I'm letting you know. A school can be a very good school. Don't get me wrong. But your child, if your child is not going into gifted program or a regular classroom, the special educational area might not be that great. So you need to speak to, this is for middle school because I've already spoken about early intervention. So you need to go to open houses and you need to make sure you have good questions for the principal or whoever is representing the school and you make sure you ask them about special education. You make sure you ask them how the children is being taught. And when they said why, you said, well, are they the one, the children, the students in special education classroom, if they are capable of doing the schoolwork that the regular peers get in their classes, even though it might be at a slower pace, are they being taught the same thing as their peers? You, we need to know those things because some of our children are capable of doing the same work. They just need more time. Okay. Same thing you're going to do. You're going to go, even the same thing you did for early intervention, you're going to do the same thing for your child that's getting ready to go to middle school. You're going to ask the teacher for 15 minutes of her time. And you're going to ask her. I know it's January, and June is when my son is going to graduate, or my daughter. How do you see them as a student? Because remember, elementary school is going to be different than middle school. Middle school, you're going to be treated like a teenager, which means no one is going to chase you and say, do your homework, do your homework, do your homework. No one is going to chase you and say, when the bell rings, you're supposed to keep it moving and get to class. You know, they're going to be some, you know, accommodation, but they're not going to give you a half an hour accommodation or an hour. You know, you're not going to come to the class 15, 20, 30 minutes late every day and be okay, right? So you need to ask. The teacher, how do you view my child as far as going to elementary? Do you think my child is ready? And if not, what can we do as a team to get my child ready? Again, you're going to go to the social worker, and you're going to make an appointment as well. And you're going to ask her, how do you see my child emotionally? All right? And then you're going to work on it, or at least try to work on it. And if, it, you know, if, it, if it's not going to totally be dissolved or you know, get to where it needs to get to, then again, when school starts, you can ask if you can speak to the social worker. And you can ask if your child can get counseling, okay? Counseling to learn to control oneself if that child is someone that gets mad easily. You know, anything, you know, stress management, whatever it is, you can be proactive into as well as into your child going to middle school. And you already spoke to your social worker from that school. You spoke to your teacher, so now... You're not just going into the school, you know, like a clean slate. You're going into the school saying, you know what it is? I need to, I know you guys are busy because it's the first week of school and all of that good stuff. However, next week when you're kind of a little bit into the school, I'd like to speak to your social worker, even if it's just for 10 minutes, okay? And I'd like to speak to the homeroom teacher, even if it's just for 10 minutes. And you discuss you write a list and you give it to both of them and you make them know that you'd like for your child to get counseling as part of 
their weekly session or daily session, however you want it, but you ask for those things. Now, if your child is leaving from middle school to go to high school, same difference. You need to ask to speak to the homeroom teacher or one of the teachers that know your child very well. You need to ask, is there anything that I need to do or need to know as far as my child being ready for high school? Because most likely the children are going to graduate. Your child's going to graduate, right? So you need to know. Again, you need to know emotionally, are your child ready? Because high school, definitely, you're being taught, you're being treated like a young adult. Like a young adult. No one is babying you. No one is going to bottle feed you. If you do your work, you do your work. At the end of the school session, they'll fail you if you didn't do your work. So we need to know these things. And while we know them, we need to share them with the educators and the people that are working with our children, that at least they can have some kind of intervention to help our children. Okay? The last one that we're working on now. If your child is getting ready to graduate high school, a lot of high school students can stay in school until, well, in New York City, until they're 21. I'm not trying to damper anybody's day, but if you as a parent, as a caregiver, know that your child can stay in there until they're 19, until they're 20, and get more life skills, get more educational skills, please do not let them graduate at 18. I'm going to say it again. If you know that your child can benefit and your child is a child that really need more time in school, you can speak to them and let them know, I would like my child to be held over. Because if you have not had anything set up for this child, like a program that the child is going to go right away in, or some kind of skill activity, or even work. Because they do have a lot of companies that if your child is capable of working, that they will hire them. You know, Walmart, you know, different stores, you know, different places, right? So if you don't have a program or a school or a job set up for your child, do not let them leave school at 18 and hang out on your couch. At least if they can be laid back, stayed back, you know, held over, however you want to call it. Let them be held over while you try to figure out what you're going to do as far as put them in a program, get them a job, or get them in a trade school. Do not let your child graduate at 18 because everyone else is graduating at 18 and then your child is sitting or laying on your couch playing games. Because once they get into that routine, it's going to be very hard for you to, to think that they would want to do anything else besides getting up early and going to bed late and be on their game. Because their routine has been broken as far as getting up early and going to school. Now for one year, two years, they've just been doing whatever they want, eating junk, eating food, watching TV, you know, um, playing games late at night, you know, um, 
getting up whenever they feel like in the morning. So if, if you don't want that to happen and all your stuff is not together as far as your child being in a program or, you know, your child having a job or something constructive that they're going to do besides being in the home all day, then let them be held over while you try to figure out and try to get them into a program or a school or something. Okay? So this is all I really have for you tonight is just to let you know that um, the month started and the month is on its way to just end. And before you know it, we're going to be in February. And before you know it, for those of you that are um, getting ready to celebrate your child leaving early intervention to kindergarten, for those of you that are going to celebrate your child leaving from fifth grade to sixth grade middle school, for those of you that are going to celebrate your child leaving from eighth grade to go to ninth grade in high school, and for those of you that your child is graduating from high school into the real world, it's a lot. It really is a lot. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot to digest. But it is what it is. So I really want you to think about what I've said. I don't know um, everyone's plan for their children. You know what I mean? But I always know that it's easier for a child to get into a program if the child is already in school. So what I want you to do is I want you to use your counselors Use your guidance counselor. Use any, your social work. Use anyone. Because the thing is, sometimes people have connection. And sometimes connection is better than even me or you trying to go to a, a program or a school and try to talk to someone. You know, they'll speak better. I mean, I shouldn't say better. The um, social worker might get a phone call in a day or two compared to us getting one in a month. You know, I'll call you back whenever, you know, their space. We don't know when that is going to be. At least the social worker and the guidance counselors that probably been using this particular agency, they'll get a, a different response. Maybe in, an, in the next five days they might get a response. You know, we don't know. But at the end of the day, I just want everyone to understand that each one of us, each of the stages that our children um, approach and later on enter in, we have to be ready. There was only one stage we weren't ready for. Well, two. Well, maybe one. <laughs> one or two. We weren't ready for our children. Some of us knew. Some of us didn't know. We were, like, totally caught off guard, right, as for autism, because there's no tests in the womb that they can do that, you know, we're going to find out that, you know, when you give birth, your child will have autism. So we didn't know. That was like a punch, right? We didn't know. But, okay, so then we know. So we weren't ready for a lot of things. But, however, a lot of things are part of our world. So what I want you to do is, this is a journey, and you're a passenger. But the passenger that you are, you're responsible for everything that the driver can't do. And the driver is your child. Because your child is actually living in the body of autism. And when I say living, your child is the one that's going to feel the discomfort, if, if there's any discomfort, 
because all children are different, okay? My, my child, main thing is, you know, the sensory of different tastes. And he has been really, you know, he's been really good. The older he gets, the better he gets at trying things and eating new things, you know? So he, he has added a bunch of stuff to his diet on his own with us um, trying, you know, encouraging him to try different things. And the rule is you must try it three different times in order to say, I'll never, ever want this again, right? Because that's what it is. The first time you're trying something is either you immediately like it or you immediately don't like it. So we need to know. So three times you try it three different ways. I don't care if you put your tongue out and taste it, if you put it in your mouth and you spit it out. For me, that's trying, right? So that's exactly what we got to do. We have to be ready for every part of this journey, okay? We have to be ready when it's time to say to yourself, my child have not met any of the milestones that my child should have met for their age, okay? You're not comparing, but there's just things that children should do. You gotta look at that, you gotta, we gotta be honest with ourselves, right? And it's the same thing with every approach your child will make educationally. First grade to second grade to third grade, to, it's the same thing. You need to speak to your social worker or your guidance counselor or whoever it is that know your child to a T. But you're gonna to speak to the teacher, but you also need to speak to someone that is outside of the classroom because sometimes people in the classroom will view the child differently than, well, let's say the home teacher might view the child as, you know, this terror. And then the art teacher might see the child as an angel. So it's for us as a parent to decide, you know, what the child really is because we live with this child. So you might go and the math teacher might tell you, well, you know, I'm not going to lie. Your child is just, he, you know, he gives me hell. And then you might go to the English teacher and she tells you, I wish all the children were like your child. So we just don't know. But we need to know the two impression of what the school see the child as. And then we need to put ourselves in that group and see for real which one is closer to our child. All right? Which one resemble our child best? Is it the English teacher that think my child is an angel? Because, you know, he might like English and he loves being with her and she's gentle and all of that. Or is it the math teacher that think that my child is something from hell? We have to find the happy middle ourselves. So be on point. Be ready. Do not be caught sleeping on the job. Because if we're the passenger and the driver is driving, the driver is going to get tired at some point. So I want us to be up on the job. Each of these different parts of our children's educational life that I spoke about is something that we need to be prepared for. It's not all about your child graduating from high school. Even if your child is not going to move on to college, your child need to be doing something. Being in a program, learning different things, 
learning how to cook, learning how to take pictures, going on social trips, having friends, that as your child get older, your child will have friends his age and will be a part of a adult, young adult group that maybe every second Friday, every second Saturday, they might go to the movies. So your child will have a social life with peers. And that's important. So this is what I want you to understand. If your child is going into early intervention, you need to put yourself in that mode. If your child is leaving early intervention, you need to put yourself in that mode. If your child is from one thing to another, every stage your child will ever approach, you need to be there waiting. Not just there walking when your child is there. You need to have things prepared. You need to investigate schools. You can't go by what somebody's telling you, the school is great. Maybe the school is great for that person because that's how that person view their children. You know, they think their child is just great in that school, but that's okay because not every program, every school, every teacher is going to be the right fit for our children. But the responsibility is also laid on us to make sure that we are putting them in the best environment possible that they can grow. That they can grow emotionally, socially, educationally, physically, cognitively. It's, we need to find out to make sure those places that we're going to put our children is a place that they're going to be successful. Successful can be anything that you think it is, okay? For some people, a success might be that their child now, now know how to navigate their wheelchair or their electric wheelchair or their motor wheelchair or their scooter or their walker. It doesn't matter. But what matters is that we put our children in places that we know that they will be successful. So with that tonight, my love, I'm going to bid you good night and go um, take care of my allergy. <laughs> take care of my allergy before it really starts acting up and, you know, giving me a headache. And I just really, um, please, work on these things. You know, work on these things. Because when we really work on things, it really works out for our children. You know, it really works out. We don't want to be at the bottom of a program that we don't even like, but... We're just going along to get along because that's the only program that's available. We don't want that. Because when, you know, when our children get into places that they're not that good, right? When you know, we leave it up to time and we have no choice but to take this one place that's open. We got to understand that a lot of the wonderful, great strive that our children have made, they might regress. Because this program might not even encourage as, much, encourage as much as the other two or three programs that your child should have been on those lists, right? So with that, good night. Take care of yourself. Take care of your house as well. And you know what it is? Let's be the best passengers our children will ever need as, they, as we walk this journey with them, okay? So good night, love you all.